Welcome to Money Talk with Tiff, a podcast where we discuss everything money from tips and tricks to current events. Follow me on my journey to become debt-free and meet other cool people along the way. I am your host, Tiffany Grant. Now let's talk money. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. I'm very excited because on the line, I have Dr. Andrea Johnson. Now, um, me and Dr. Johnson, we met in person at an entrepreneurship event, and I was like, I need to have you on my podcast. So she is the owner of ANG Consulting Services, where she assists clients with developing solutions to their financial problems through individual consulting workshops and courses. She also holds a bachelor's and master's degree in sociology, a doctoral degree in leadership studies from North Carolina A&T State University, and has completed the coursework for the Certified Financial Planner certification. She has written several books on entrepreneurship, credit, and college planning, and is also the founder and president of Bridge, which is a nonprofit organization that promotes financial literacy and economic empowerment. Dr. Johnson is a native of Thomasville, North Carolina, um, here locally. So thank you so much, Dr. Johnson, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I feel like it's been a long time coming, and I appreciate your flexibility in working with me um, and, you know, finally making this happen. Well, uh, things happen, so you just got to learn how to be flexible, and hey, it's all good. (laughs) Exactly. So one thing I wanted to hit on with you, um, because I know you do a lot of workshops and um, webinars and things like that on college planning, so in the realm of, you know, affording college, paying off student loans, things like that, you know, one thing I regret before going to school, I didn't apply for any scholarships. What are some things, like if you could tell my audience that has that have kids in high school right now, what do they need to be doing? Absolutely. Well, one of the things that people know should know is that you actually should start, you can start as early as 13 years of age mm. looking for scholarships. So if you have 13 year olds, um, then I, I tell parents, make that their part-time job, bring some money into the house. Um, uh, but you can actually start as early as 13 years old. Um, but certainly you don't want to wait any later than the summer before your child's um, senior year, that summer before. Now, I, I'm still getting calls from parents right now um, that are still looking for scholarship resources and they're um, children or their their kids are high school seniors right now so there are still some opportunities available but thousands of dollars of opportunities have already passed so if you have some a child or even if you're enrolled this is not just for children but also for adults if you're planning on attending college this upcoming school year the fall of 2020 then you need to start immediately right now if you have not and you need to consistently continue to apply. But now you have the pressure. So the pressure of all of that, because as I tell people, there are no guarantees when you're applying for scholarships, but the more you apply for, excuse me, the more you increase your chances. And there are some tips and things around that as well. But again, so it's early as 13, but for high school seniors, no later than that summer uh, before that, uh, before their senior year, because once school starts, they have extra curricular activities. They have all kinds of things going on, maybe trying to take the SAT or ACT for the first time, or maybe they're retaking it. Um, So it can be very stressful. So that's the 
that's the short version, especially for parents that have children. Like I was like this, I, I didn't do well with the SAT. If you knew, if you know your child or your children don't test well, then you certainly don't want to wait to their senior year to try to start. Um, because there are some schools now that even if a, a student doesn't have good grades, that they want to admit them because of the SAT scores. But there's also opportunities for additional scholarships with that. So. Nice. So I know one thing that I hear from people is that it's just overwhelming because the amount of scholarships that are out there and, um, you know, having to fill out all the applications, just like a job application. Um, so what are your tips? Like, where can they find the bulk of the scholarships? And then also, you know, what are some tips to maybe get the applications done faster? Sure. Well, one of the things is funny. I have an ongoing webinar um, called How to Find Thousands in Scholarships. And so I actually talk about some of my favorite scholarship databases. There are a lot of databases out there, but I talk about why some of them are my favorite. I sort of give a critique of the other ones. Um, you know, I tell people you don't have to spend money on those things. Like one of the ones that I use um, is called FastWeb and anyone can use that. Um, it's free and um whether you're in high school, now you have to be at least 14 to use FastWeb. There are some other sources where you don't have to be um, 14. But if you're at least 14, then you can create a profile on FastWeb. And not just for the kids, but if you're um, returning to school as an adult, if you're enrolled in graduate school, regardless of whether that's a master's level or a PhD, then you can create a profile as well. So um, that's one of the things, but starting early enough, that's when you get overwhelmed because as I mentioned before, if you have all these things that you're trying to do and you're trying to meet these deadlines in that in the year that you're trying to attend college, then it's going to be stressful. But you also have to be organized as well. So that's one of the many the, the resources. But like I said, I have a, um, a webinar that's ongoing that uh, people can view. Um, again, it's called How to um, Find Thousands of Scholarships. And then I, one of the books that I've written is also called How to How to um, Step by Step um, how to save thousands on college tuition. And so it's a book for the entire family. It's for 13 year olds, all the way up to the PhD. So there's a section for those in high school. There's a section for those already in college. There's a section for those in graduate school, including the master's level and PhD level. And so I'm talking about the cost of colleges. I, I give helpful links for essays and common mistakes that are made and some of, and, and again, resources that people can look at. Um, but being organized, um, scheduling time, um, being intentional, um, incorporating into your schedule. So people say, how many scholarships should we apply for? Mm -hmm. And I tell them, until you can't remember, it needs to be consistent. Mm. Now that, you said a mouthful right there. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, okay, I, I know I said a lot there. <laughs> no, but, it, but that's good because, you know, consistency is key, especially when it comes to finances. So, you know, I know, for instance, like I'm over here kicking myself. So I'm like, where were you? when I was like, <laughs> I needed somebody to tell me this when I was in high school, even when I was going for my master's, like Tiffany, go ahead and apply for scholarships. It just never crossed my mind. So now here I am, you know, thousands of dollars in student loan debt. And I'm like, you know, if I would have taken the scholarship route more seriously, I probably wouldn't be in the mess that I'm in now. 
Well, I totally understand. I tell people when I hear that a lot, but I was like, well, I needed somebody like me too, honey. And I didn't <laughs> know from the, you know, just, you know, because I have thousands of dollars in student loan debt. So it's funny, you know, I tell people that, you know, we can't help what we didn't know, but, you know, there is still life after student loan debt. And funny enough, I also have a webinar called um, Student Loan Debt, There Is Life After. So <laughs> you can still, you know, I'm, I'm a business owner. I mean, um, I have, and I'm a homeowner, you know, these different things you can still accomplish in spite of having the student loan debt. So student loan debt doesn't have to stop you, but you do need to um, understand how to manage it and also how to build your personal finances. Because again, we talk a lot about scholarships or then we talk about budgeting separately, but we need to be talking about those things together because they're separate skill sets. So I definitely agree with you. I am in that. I am in that. Uh, I contribute to that $1.5 billion as they say, that's the, the debt now, you know, but, um, Hey, I, I get it. And I was, you know, I, I did the best that I could then. Um, and so you can't help what you don't know, but I, I feel you. I was looking for somebody like me to just help me get on track with my finances and, and, um, yeah, but oh, well, but there's life after. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, I want to go back to the scholarships because I think people sometimes get confused between scholarships, grants, and loans. So if you can just quickly explain, like, what, what exactly does a scholarship entail? Like, once you, you know, apply, you get that scholarship, you get awarded that scholarship, what does that mean for the person that just um, won that scholarship? Okay, so the first part of your question, I hope I don't forget the second part, I have to ask you again. <laughs> but the first part of your question, um, the difference between grants, scholarships, and loans. So grants and scholarships a lot of times are, are used, the term is used interchangeably, but grants and scholarships you do not have to pay back if you receive them. Um, also, usually scholarships are from uh, individual organizations. So there are a lot, there are thousands of groups throughout our country that provide scholarships. For example, my nonprofit bridge, we actually provide scholarships. Uh, one of our services is providing scholarships to Thomasville High School students. That's where I'm from. That's my alma mater. And so um, we have our own set of rules and criteria. It's a thousand dollars. And so it's just that it's when you think about scholarships, usually they're from like, you know, different organizations or groups, whereas grants are usually affiliated. A lot of times they can be through the government. So like when you fill out the free uh, application for federal student aid, I hope I said that right. I always get my mm -hmm. FAFSA, my words mixed up, even though I know better. Um, the FAFSA, you know, they will have like grants, um, let's say for states, independent states, um, as well as the Pell Grant, uh, which some people are eligible to apply for. So grants are usually associated more along the lines, um, you're going to hear it more around the government, but either way, grants and scholarships, you do not have to pay back, whereas a loan, that is money that you have to pay back, and you have to pay back with interest. So compound interest is nice when it's in a bank account, but it's not good when um, that interest is adding up on your loan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I, I get questions where people are like, okay, when I get the scholarship, do I have to use it for certain things? Or can I just use it for whatever I need to, you know, get through school? So if you can, are there different types of scholarships? So that depends? Or how does that work? It, you got it, you you said it right it depends so when you apply for a scholarship they're going to tell you exactly what they will fund how they will fund it how you will receive your check and what you can use it for 
because some scholarships may come directly to you, some may be paid directly to the institution. So there is no standard. So you just have to follow the directions and read um, the details for each scholarship that you receive because they're going to tell you. But even when you apply, they're going to tell you um, their procedures, their process, when it would be awarded, if you can apply again, and again, what it's for. And then, like I said, some of them will, you'll never get the check directly, but they'll send it to your school. Um, and like I mentioned, my nonprofit, we, we actually don't send our scholarship to check until we receive the um, the transcript um, from the student um, showing that they completed their first year and then we cut a check and send it directly to the school. So that's just an example of everybody has their own criteria. Mm -hmm. And that's so that's so important to note because you know it's just like when you're applying for grants, like as a nonprofit, mm -hmm. <clears throat> each institution that you're applying to has their own set of rules for what they will allow, what how you will report back. So, for instance, like you were saying with your scholarship for your nonprofit. Um, you have you have them report back with their grades before they're even issued the money and so it's very important to make sure that you read and understand all of the instructions when you're applying and then all of the rules and regulations afterwards because what you don't want to happen is that they find out that you did not do what you were supposed to do mm -hmm. and then therefore you're disqualified for any future funding Absolutely. And that's with anything, you know, people ask me all the time, because it's funny you mentioned the grants with the nonprofits, because I'll get people that'll call me and say, hey, I want to get want to get some money from my nonprofit. I want to get a grant. What I need to do? I was like, it doesn't work like that. There's no quick and dirty solution. You have, you know, and, 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 and of course, with the nonprofit piece, you have to lay, you know, with any business, you need to have your foundation laid you know, what you're going to be doing, um, that type of thing. And, and, and so again, making sure you're even prepared to, um, for that process. So when you, you asked me something earlier about, you know, even being prepared, so making sure I also tell, um, people to make sure you have a, well, let's go back to high school students. By the time they're in high school, but by, by their senior year, um, they need to also have a list of their leadership positions and activities. Um, so being organized, getting those documents together, making sure if they've already taken the SAT or ACT that they can access those things. Um, I just thought about that when we're talking about this. Um, so it's important to make sure that, you know, you have all those things, um, as well when you're looking at, um, when you're looking at that, but you're absolutely right. Uh, and that way, and see, again, if you run out of time and you're crunched for time, you're not, you're going to have read your, uh, instructions. Mm -hmm. because you're stressed and you don't want to read and um, you have to take time out to read um, because not everybody's going to be nice and remind you, Hey, we need your um, transcripts. Now I do, but you know, I'll reach out to our recipients <laughs> and say, um, just as a reminder, we need your transcripts. Mm -hmm. And see, um, I was going to, you know, touch on a little bit. So, I do financial planning. So that's part of Money Talk with Tiff. So of course, I made my own financial plan. And the one thing that broke my financial plan was the college expenses for my kids. So I've already made the determination that, uh, well, last year I gifted myself with opening 
their five two nines on my birthday because I was like, you know, this will be a long term gift for myself because at the end of the day, this money can start growing now. And that's another important thing to mention too is other ways to fund colleges like five two nines. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I tell people I stay in my lane, not my area of expertise, because most of the time when people come to me, they are way past that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the years are gone, so they don't they have no time to save because they're here. But definitely, if you have younger children, you know, definitely open up that five twenty nine plan so that you can have those. And there are things that they have so many different options for you, you know, um, with that, I won't get into all that again, I like to stay in my lane, but if you have children, <laughs> yes, absolutely, that, um, that are young enough, um, but you have to have enough time so that they can, you can save and accumulate. So like if, if somebody's in the 11th grade, that's not going to be the best option for you, but certainly if you have younger children, then you want to get started with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I like, I can't stress that enough. (laughs) Start them young. You know, I've worked with people that started them when their babies were born. And I was like, I wish I did that. But you know, it's better late than never, right? Um, As long as it's not past that point of not being able to accumulate, like you said, 11th grade. Uh, So, but anyway, I've also made the determination that my kids will be applying for scholarships like it's their full-time job when they get of age because I'm like you know at the end of the day you know I work you're not old enough to work technically yet so this is going to be your full-time job and you need to bring that money in yeah (laughs) how many essays you need to write I need to see cramps in the fingers no I'm just kidding Hey, well, it won't kill them. It won't kill them. It's just uh, building their uh, character. There we go. No, I'm just kidding. And I'm glad you brought that up, Tiffany, because there's something else that I thought about. So I work a lot with financial advisors as well, because, again, we work well together. I work Mm -hmm. with several different types of professionals, realtors, mortgage lenders. But as it relates to the financial advisors, um, some people think that if they have significant assets or any assets at all that they don't qualify for scholarships. Like I've heard people say, well, my child can't get scholarships or I can't get scholarships because I don't have good grades or we can't get scholarships because we make too much money. So let me break down something right quick. You you have a couple of different categories of scholarships. Mm-hmm. Now you have your traditional scholarships that are need-based. So if you do make over a certain amount of money, then you wouldn't be eligible for them. Um, however, there's also, and then you have your the government's, um, now like I tell people, when you fill out the FAFSA, the government is not trying to give you a full ride to school, okay? That's not their job. That's not, that's not what they're trying to do. So like even in grants, which is money you don't have to pay back, the maximum that a person could receive for a school year for both semesters. Now, I don't know if it's gone up from $5,200, but I know a couple of years ago, the maximum was $5,200, period. And, 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 and that's if you were eligible, you know, um, you know, so I've had financial advisors that'll ask me, well, can their clients, you know, can they get rid of some assets or whatever? I'm like, don't even worry about that because there's another pool of money where they don't care anything about the type of assets you have, the money you make, or even, um, 
grades. Don't get me wrong, grades are important, but I want to let, you know, I just want to sort of dispel some of these myths. So yes, you still have your need base where they look at what your family can contribute, but then they have the merit based. Again, you've heard about those, the ones with the good grades, but then there's the other pool where they don't care. So there are scholarships out there where you don't even have to write essays for that. Like there are legitimate raffles that you can put your name in and do it every month. I've had clients where they were in graduate school and their children were in college. Um, so at the same time, and some of the scholarships, the entire family could have, could apply for because some of them are so general. So that's the thing that people don't know. And that's why when I mentioned one of those sources like FastWeb that I like is when you complete all the the different sections of your profile, it will start to give you scholarships that you're eligible to apply for based off your profile responses. So, because if you just start Googling stuff, you could end up anywhere. Oh, and there are yeah. a lot of scams out there. So I just wanted to say that as well. When you when you were talking about the 529 plan, you know, you have the UGMA plans and UGMAs and all those other different kinds of asset uh, plans that, you know, that are considered assets. But don't let that from stop stop you from still, even if you don't get anything through the government, it, it's, it's okay because you're not going to get so much anyway. Um, <laughs> but focus on those other pots of scholarships where, I mean, like there's one scholarship out there, $1,500, write about your favorite ice cream, $1,000, write about a funny story, doesn't have to be true, 200 words or less. So some of you have to write essays, some you don't. There are some that if you are creative where you draw things, uh, there are some where you create short videos, like there's one about the dangers of texting and driving, create a 60 second video. So there are a variety of different types of scholarships that exist. Now I tell people to apply for everything, but that's just an example. So, because a lot of times people say, well, we, we make too much money or we don't have good enough grades. So there's, don't worry about that. There are thousands of dollars in, um, scholarship opportunities where they don't care. Right. And then there's also some based on demographics. There's some based on your health. <laughs> like I oh, know yeah, all of that. Yeah. I know there's one for like asthma. Like if you have asthma, there's something to apply yeah. it to. So there, there's so many out there. Um, so I highly encourage if you are listening and you have a child, just get on it. Um, whether they're under 13, maybe start a 529 or something. If they're over 13, hop on these scholarships scholarships like Dr. Johnson was mentioning. Um, just get it done because this student loan, student loan debt does not go away ever mm. until you pay it off. So <laughs> and I do encourage people, if there are some people listening that have student loan debt to, you know, check out my um, webinar, uh, Student Loan Debt, There's Life After. I'm really teaching about understanding the difference between your loans. Because again, I have clients where they are in college, they have student loan debt, or maybe they return to school. Um, they have student loan debt. They may even be a business owner on top of that. And so then they may not be managing their student loan debt. They have all these things wrapped up together. And so I've tried to put together something. Well, I put together something to just talk about like the differences between your federal loans versus your private loans. And even the rules around how um, it affects your credit are different for the different types of loans. So like uh, federal loans are not treated the same as if... Um, if you have like um, private lenders, so for example, and people don't think about this, but I don't know if people knew that if you have loans through the federal government, do you know they will garnish your social security wages um, if you default on that loan? Mm -hmm. And they'll garnish your pay. Yeah, so you need to, even if you can't afford to pay your loans, um, 
keep it in good there's standing. Yeah, there's, you know, there's, that's what I will say about the federal government. They will, they do have different programs um, where if you're like hardship programs, that interest is going to accumulate, but it'll keep you out of uh, default status. So yeah, they will garnish your social security wages too. And social security is not much on top of that. So, mm-hmm. um, and I know people personally where that's happened to. So mm-hmm. that's just a FYI. And it includes if you co-sign for somebody. So I tell parents, if your kids don't want to apply for scholarships, make them take out them loans themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Johnson, for being on the show. So if people were interested in learning more um, from you and about you, where can they find you? Well, I'm on social media. Um, so if you're on Facebook, I have a Facebook page. I actually have a business page and a group page. Um, I just created one before the other. So um, it's A-N-J Consulting Services. That's the letter A, the letter N like Nancy, and the letter, the letter J Consulting Services. You can connect with me there. Or if you're at Twitter, I'm at A-N-J Consulting. I'm on Instagram at Doctor of Finance. You spell out doctor. Again, it's Doctor of Finance. Um, you can also give me a call, 336-476-4710. Please don't send a text message there. That's a landline. But if you're a texter, you can text me. My cell is 336-847-5775. Or you can visit my website and send me an email. Um, uh, my website is www.anjconsultingservices.com. Again, that's www.a, the letter A, the letter N like Nancy the letter J like John, consultingservices.com. Um, I have all kinds of resources on my website. Uh, my social media handles are at the bottom of my website as well. So you can connect with me as well. But like I said, I have webinars. I have online courses. I have books, um, a lot of resources for people. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. And all of that information will be in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is much needed with the student loan debt crisis that we have right now. I appreciate everything that you do. And I look forward to talking with you soon. All right. Well, thank you so much again for having me. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to moneytalkwitht.com. And while you're there, why not sign up for our newsletter so you'll never miss an episode. Talk to you soon.